morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, the Node Defender, and the CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, is in the building, so very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Flare Networks is set to go live this July, opening the door for DeFi within the XRP ecosystem as Jed McCaleb is down to 40 million XRP. The Hedera Network is integrating leading digital assets and stablecoins onto their blockchain, allowing other currencies to utilize its efficiency and carbon neutrality. Ripple is changing the world. After partnering with the Digital Pound Foundation last fall, central banks are moving faster than ever to accelerate global payments. With Ripple taking center stage, could XRP be the source for global liquidity? And Jim Cramer announced digital assets have zero underlying value. From bear to bull and then back to bear, our industry experts explain why this bear market could be the buying opportunity of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So any of our loyal listeners out there who are wondering, where is Tony this morning? He did have some problems at home, so we're sending him love, high vibrations, and he will be joining us later this week. So we'll start this off with Mr. Johnny Crypto himself. Johnny, how are you feeling on this Wednesday? And thank you for making time for us this morning. Feeling sweaty, man. It's a little hot and humid out here. But other than that, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Hopefully, they're all doing well. And, uh, Tony, we send our prayers and wishes to your family. Hopefully, we'll be able to reschedule him and get him on either this week or next week. But uh, as Vab said, high frequency, love, and vibration. And great to see uh, Mario and Abs and uh, Selman here today. So, good morning, brothers. Amazing. Very excited for this episode. We still brought all the heat this morning, so don't be worried. We got Selman G in the building. He's going to do some technical analysis. How are you feeling this morning, Selman? And thank you for making time for us. Thank you so much, brother. I'm feeling blessed to be here on stage again and uh, yeah, providing information, educational content here on the show. And we have great contents for you guys. So be prepared and let's rock the show. The Node Defender is also here today. Mario, thanks for making time for us. How are you feeling on this Wednesday and what's on your mind this morning? Feeling good, man. I was looking forward to having Tony on the show today, but uh, you know, just uh, sending good energy his way. Hope everything goes well. And uh, hopefully we'll have him on the show later this week, but I'm feeling good. I'm excited. We got Selman and Johnny and you, so we'll we'll certainly have really good discussions here today. We got some good news to talk about too. So yeah, let's get it going, man. For sure. And I'm really excited. I think we'll definitely get Tony on at some point later this week. And we're going to keep our listeners updated on that process. We'll start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. At 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, you get access to every single one of us. Well, we're going to hop into the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index this morning. Yesterday, we were sitting at a 19. Today, we're at an 18. It's not worth addressing. Let's check out the total coin market cap. We are sitting at $906 billion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is sitting at 42% dominance. Ethereum is 15%. Bitcoin is back above 20000 this morning at $20,100. Ethereum is $1,100. XRP, $0.32. Cents. Cardano is $0.45. Cents. Uh, let's scroll down to Hedera Hashgraph. We've got Stellar at 10 cents. 
Where is Hedera hiding all the way down here at 38? Six cents this morning, Selman G. I'd love to get some technical analysis just to figure out where we are in this bear market. We heard Jim Cramer say yesterday that not only is crypto going to zero, but he doesn't understand why it got to $3 trillion in the first place. We're going to break that down later in the episode. But where are you seeing on the charts this morning, Selman? Yeah, hey, the prices look delicious right now. So sweet. Um, now, everybody's all um, obviously, you know, in the bear market feeling. Finally, people understand that we are in a bear market, but the, the issue is um, people are running away. Uh, even though you should be in a bullish uh, feeling right now. Look, look at the Chinese, like uh, the trading setup. What they do is they have red candles for which represent the green candles for us. And the green represents uh, the, the like pullbacks for them. So it's basically like the opposite. And it, it's actually the, the way we should actually, you know, operate here uh, when we want to trade. It's actually very cool. Uh, green should be where we should be scared and run away, take profits, run away. And when it's red, we need to buy in. Like that's like the very uh, short explanation. Well, you got, you know, you got it uh, there. Cardano, for example, bottomed, right? If Bitcoin consolidates, if we don't see these uh, massive shakeoffs or like fun news uh, around Bitcoin and the market, and um, we're surely going to cover some. Uh, if if everything goes well, you could see Cardano doing a perf um, perfect performance uh, the, within the next four to five weeks uh, or maybe the next eight weeks because of the hard fork update. So that's pretty cool. And I like to show my charts as well. Um, this is very interesting. So you guys can see that we got, you know, Bitcoin currently, you know, it looks like a double bottom. Yes, but volume is low and we, we still have the um, here, like some of the EMAs that we need to break above on shorter timeframes. Maybe like on a daily, you see the 20 EMA is going to play an important role. 21K is a resistance as of right now. It doesn't look that good. I personally kind of feel like Bitcoin, if we can make it this week, next week, we might see a big pullback, maybe 16K, 15K. But um, I don't want to give up hope immediately, but I still want to place my limit orders strategically. I'm not buying every single dip I see. I want to put them and wait, enjoy my summer. So currently, yes, volume is low. And um, let's just hope that we can form a bottom here and go up. But it looks like if we can't hold that and we see a sharp decline below 18,000, if you see a four hour closing below 18,000, probably it's going to uh, pull back to 16K. And I'm watching out for that move. But on the other hand, this is also very interesting. I love the futures data. Now, there was a stable coin inflow, um, uh, inflow the last days. But unfortunately, the stable coins, the tethers, USDCs, didn't went into spot market but into the futures market, you never know. Maybe they open short positions or long positions. We don't know. But if you check out the futures data here on Binance, um, actually showing you the retail investors, what they are doing. Open interest is rising, so money is flowing in. But again, we don't know if it's short or um, long, but you can see that the long-short ratio is at 1.11. So basically meaning that bulls are slowly giving up. Retailers are not uh, confident anymore and are not... Uh, uh, like they gave up on these moon missions, right? So this is great news. I love the fact that it's very low. This means that it's undervalued right now. It's not overheated for sure. So these are the levers where you, uh, levels where you want to be become a little bit more greedy, but still it's just too early to say, this is the final bottom, let's buy in. Again, we need to see 
Um, July might be bullish at the end of this month. Who knows? But um, still, great great times where you want to put limit orders and enjoy the, the ride. And last but not least, XRP, of course, on the weekly. So we are below a very important trend right now, sitting like consolidating about 32 cents. But I got to admit, XRP is currently one of the best performers, even though like the market is in a very bad shape. So I um, want to give a shout out to XRP. But if we lose, if let's say Bitcoin is bearish and we see no real support here, the chance to drop to 24, 25 cents is possible. And 24, 25 cents is a place where I'm definitely going to buy in again. And worst case scenario, I'm expecting like 18 cents, but that would be the worst case scenario. I don't want to think of that. But if you're parking your money on exchanges, if you have something left, then definitely place those limit orders and um, wait for it to come. If not, if you see a nice run, definitely make sure that you focus on this moving trend here. That's our resistance for now. And of course, on shorter time frames, if you look at the daily, we got a falling trend here as well. We Unfortunately, we couldn't break it. That's why probably that, you know, you see that um, head and shoulder structure. It tells me that if we lose 30, 31 or let's say 30 cents, we're most likely going to see um, Bitcoin back into in the 20s, like 24 cents maybe. So please watch out for that move and for the EMAs and take profits on the way up. If you feel like you need some cash, definitely. But if it's your long-term bet, then absolutely um, have that game plan ready. Selman, one of the questions that I have when I'm looking at the XRP price chart is I had a friend this weekend send me an article breaking down why XRP is going to go below one penny. Can you break down a situation where that is? Is that even possible? Can you provide some clarity here? A lot of uncertainty about how low we can go. I seriously doubt we ever touch those levels. But just looking at this price chart, if we saw a 20 cent XRP, I'd be stacking my bags. There's z- almost zero chance in my perspective that we touch those below one cent levels. What are you seeing from a price chart standpoint? Hey, that's a very good question. That would basically mean XRP dumps 95%, even more than that. Let's see. Yeah, 97% almost. And from its all-time high, or let's say the previous, let's say local top, local top in this bull run, uh, 99%. And to be honest, maybe some uh, meme coins or some other coins that just launched Yes, they could drop 99%, but absolutely, I truly believe XRP is one that is definitely not going to see a a big crash. Of course, never say never, but XRP, the fundamentals are just too strong and we know the value of it. That's why I wouldn't really pay attention to these comments. Um, But if you don't know much about XRP and you just hear it here on the show, definitely don't invest. Please, we, we just want to encourage you to go and do your own research. If it doesn't resonate with you, don't even put a penny. But if you if it resonates with you, then, of course, you know, invest the money you can afford to lose. That's an investment. Take the risk. And um, who knows? Maybe you're right and you're going to make shit ton of money. But, yeah, one penny, it's, it's like a joke. But, uh, um, yeah, who knows? Never say never. Totally agree with you, Selman. And one of the things that we can look at is what happens if Ripple is used for the actual use case it was built for, and it's impossible to be a source of liquidity when you're talking about XRP being one penny. We have 151 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. Tony Edwards was supposed to be here, and he will be here later this week. We just had to reschedule, so we get very excited. This Friday, we believe Tony Edwards will be joining our show, but we're going to start this thing off 
with some XRP content for our listeners today, because when we talk about liquidity, we got a huge problem. If you're going to send money through the banks, it not only takes days, it can take up to a week and they're going to charge you up to 11% to transfer that value. Well, that's what we're breaking down here, talking about the benefits of on-demand liquidity, specifically using XRP. Here we go. Abs, we can't hear too much. Yeah, I didn't realize that the audio was this faint. So basically what he's saying is that they need sources of liquidity all over the world. And when they're using our current financial system, it's impossible to transfer the value at the speed that it's necessary to facilitate these payments. So what he's saying is that they're going to have no choice but to move away from SWIFT and into these other protocols. And what he's watching, that's Michael Arrington. He says that XRP is the best product providing that service. Johnny Crypto, how do you feel about XRP taking over for on-demand liquidity, especially when it comes to sending money cross-border? Yeah, I mean, that's what XRP was designed for. You've got Brad and the whole company has been working with central banks and been working with connected people for the longest time in this space, <clears throat> purposely set out and designed it for that. So I'm not surprised to hear that. That's what That's what it should be doing. Now, the question is, how many central banks will actually adopt it and use it? And that's where I think at one point there was a train of thought that was, hey, they're going to do every single central bank. I think the reality is we're learning now is no, there's going to be a coexistence of different platforms uh, or coins that make up the rails, as we saw in the ISO 2002 documents. But I think Ripple, I shouldn't say Ripple, but I think Ripple's liquidity hub or their XRPL will be uh, one of the technologies used as part of those rails. So. Uh, yeah, he's right. You need a fast system to do this. The blockchains are designed to do this. XRP is designed to have so many, you know, million or uh, thousands of transactions per second versus Ethereum or Bitcoin. So it definitely would be one of the leading horses. And I think XDC is going to be in there. I think XLM is going to be in there. There's going to be a bunch of currencies that create a basket of goods that all these banks are using to transfer liquidity between one another. But one of the things we should keep an eye on is that Ripple has actually partnered with the Digital Pound Foundation on creating CBDCs. And in my research last night, I saw that Ripple actually published an article at the end of June talking about how the number one initiative from banks right now is transferring money using central bank digital currencies. So not only is Ripple building an instant payment system built to transfer fiat currencies, but it's also going to be built for other emerging currencies such as digital asset solutions, enabling payments, and central bank digital currencies. Mario, what catches your attention here, and how do you feel about the long-term use case of XRP once they roll out central bank digital currencies? Yeah, exactly what Johnny just mentioned. I agree 1,000%. You know, Ripple has continued to pave the way for, for this technology. They continue to make the partnerships. As you've outlined on that, on that article right there, you know, they, they've got the partnership with the Digital Pound Foundation. They're also involved with, with Europe. So I, I can see that happening totally 1,000%. One, 1, um, it, it's going to be a combination of, of, of currencies, though. I really think that the ISO 20,022 that we keep talking about, we see that it, it complies of a group of currencies that, that will make that happen. And um, it's super exciting. Exciting times coming. Um, CBDCs, are, CBDCs are going to happen. Whether people want them or not, they are going to happen. They will come. And um, who will be behind them? Could it be Ripple? Can it be Ripple in, in a lot of these countries? When I truly believe that Ripple will be the CB or the XRPL will be used for the, some of the CBDCs in some of the countries. I wouldn't necessarily say the entire world, but for sure there are countries that are using them.
some, and we always talk about ISO 20022 protocols, and those are going to be rolled out in 2025. That announcement came out a couple of weeks ago. But what catches my attention here is that the Bank of England is renewing its real-time growth settlement services to deliver a range of new features and capabilities for providing service and settlements between banks. So this is going to be huge because banks are understanding that the system they're using now is extremely outdated. And the fact that Ripple's putting it on their website tells me that they're involved in some way, shape, or form. What catches your attention here, Salman? So um, I have a lot of friends in the like from different block, blockchain communities like Cosmos, Ethereum, et cetera, right? Cardano. And the funny thing is, um, like all of them believe their technology is the one and only one and only, right? So uh, whereas I believe, you know, it's going to be a multi-chain, uh, multiverse uh, with different, you know, utilities, all of them focus on different things. But people, when it comes to XRP, they're always say, oh, it's a banker's coin. It's not centralized, blah, blah, blah. It's all, of course, excuse my language, bullshit, um, which is like why we're, why I'm super bullish on, on Ripple. And, you know, the technology as well as all the different projects that run actually doing these ISO 20,022 um, protocols like Quant, for example. Right. What I love about these projects is basically uh, they're really focusing on the certain niche where money is flowing, like where big money is um, flowing, basically from A to Z everywhere. And there is like that's the money grab. So they're trying to build the infrastructure, which is amazing. And while they talk about like Cosmos and all of them, I love all of them, by the way. But like what I really love about Ripple is they are directly working with the source of money. They work with the banks. They work with the, the elites in this case. Right. And that's why I believe, you know, people should pay attention to what's happening there. And people should definitely do research or more research on what Ripple is up to. And of course, the other protocols um, with the ISO 20,022 standard. What gets me excited about Ripple Selman is they're not even utilizing smart contracts and NFTs yet. So when that gets implemented on the blockchain, on top of being used for on-demand liquidity, I really think 2024 and 2025, that's when XRP gets exciting. But I got another video prepared for you guys. And hopefully the audio is a little bit better on this one because Jim Cramer says some outrageous comments. He said that crypto went from $3 trillion to $1 trillion, and he doesn't think that's the bottom because crypto, well, it has real no, ut no real utility, according to Jim. We'll listen to this clip and then get some comments from the group. It's really interesting. It's just that with the dollar this strong, almost every company that has any international business could have to die down. So you have to be in domestic companies that are healthcare related, that do not have a problem with the president. Uh, uh, and that's a very small group. That's McKesson which, of course, is one of the best-performing stocks in the first first half. So, I mean, look, right now, it looks like that everything's bad. And I'm not going to deny that every asset class is getting hurt. Uh, the one I'm most interested in is crypto. Because a lot of people are in crypto, and crypto really does seem to be imploded. But it goes from $3 trillion to $1 trillion. Why should it stop at $1 trillion? There's no real value there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, NFTs. I mean, you, know, you look at these companies, there's these companies that you never heard of, and they blew up over the weekend. And you say to yourself, holy cow, there's $600 million just going down the drain. We had Gary Gensler, the chairman, on a few weeks ago. He just said, look, anybody who has a come-hither rate uh, of investment, you just you know it's the rate that you earn, you can kind of forget about it. And that's what's happening. All right. All right. What I love about this, Johnny Crypto, is you know what this tells me? We are approaching a bottom. I totally agree with Love Stocks here because if Jim is telling us to avoid cryptocurrencies, that's the time to be getting involved. And if he's telling you to buy cryptocurrencies, that's the time to be using other people as liquidity. Johnny Crypto, how do you feel about his statements here? And what do you think about him saying that crypto, well, it has no real value? Yeah, I mean, listen, 
you know, we've all learned that he's a rat snake weasel. He's at the top of the list up there. A lot of things he says, you just can't believe. It's usually opposite is correct in this case. Although in some of the things where he does say there were a lot of companies that didn't have a lot of value and there was a lot of money that flooded into this. We'd be fools if we sat here and said that there wasn't a lot of um, pump and dump schemes happening in crypto because there were. We saw them. We've actually experienced a few of them. So I'll give him some credit that there was a lot of that going on. Now, to say that it has zero value, that's just an imbecile statement because we all know that some of these technologies are real-world solids. We just talked about XRP, for example. Um, and there's going to be quant that's going to have interoperability or Chainlink and Atom and Cosmos. So a lot of these are going to provide real-world solves, and some of these are going to make it, and they're going to make it big. And Kramer's going to tell you five years from now, oh, yeah, I told you to get into crypto. I guarantee you he's going to take credit for it. But, yeah, I think that's just a, a very um, uneducated statement to say that there's zero value in crypto when you've got billionaires investing in it. It just doesn't make – it makes zero sense. And here's what I love about video evidence, Johnny, is that we can go back and see that Jim Cramer was criticizing cryptocurrency. Then he got involved during the bull run. Then he dumped during the bear run. And now he's a crypto critic. So it sounds like he either didn't understand what the heck is actually going on in this market or he's purposefully misleading retail investors so that we miss out on this very unique opportunity. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Salman. Well, um, to be honest, right now in the middle of the bear market, I would say um, I don't want to like immediately say the bottom is in, but um, these kind of comments actually accelerate the process for more, you know, FUDs and for more dumps. And that could be interesting. Uh, probably they're really, again, you see a time for crypto, right? Maybe he's just messing uh, with people here. But um, I really want to encourage people to do their own research. Please don't listen to these people on TV. Literally, most of them have an agenda and uh, maybe paid by cor corporate uh, people. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to like accuse everyone there. But uh, it it is best to do your own research, read and understand the history. Right. Um, the history repeats itself. It's always. It's been the same thing. And that's why I don't really pay attention to these people. Uh, it's just obviously you know you're. We're all in the space. We know the value of cryptocurrencies. Now most of them are trash. Yes, but you see. Um, there are a handful of projects, but their utility is just so powerful. You're like, I'm so happy to be here early. And this guy knows it. I truly believe in that. This guy knows it. And he's probably really deep in cryptocurrencies. But yeah, again, there is an agenda. And probably Johnny Crypto would, <laughs> would tell you that. Um, there is an agenda probably. And um, I don't pay attention. Mario, we got 168 live listeners out there. Show us some love and drop kick that like button right now. We just found out that Tony Edward, he will be joining our show tomorrow morning. I'm going to continue to bring you live updates and follow our Twitter account after the show to get more updates on special guests. But we can see that Jim Cramer is tweeting out, it's time for crypto, Mario. What the heck is going on here? First, he's criticizing. Now he's saying it's time for crypto. What is all this deception? I don't know, man. I, I follow him on Twitter, but I follow him for the contrarian approach you know i want to know what he's saying because typically the opposite is what you want to do so you know one day a couple months ago he's coming out he's saying crypto is the best thing ever and you know he's buying this he's buying that then he's coming out and he's saying that crypto is imploding and that it's going to zero and that nfts are are essentially even worse that they're not going to get anywhere 
we're still super early. The stock market has seen like about what, like $9 trillion wiped out of the, since the beginning of the year. So I know that that's when you compare it to the crypto market and how much is left the crypto market, it, the crypto market has had a lot more money percentage wise taken out of the, taken out of the, the space. But look, it's still such super early, super early, um, space to be in he should be educating the viewers and not really scaring the viewers or hyping which is all he does he hypes and he scares and he hypes and he scares you should really be educating the viewers as to what crypto is he knows what crypto is he knows that crypto is here to stay and you should really be doing a better job at uh, at letting people know that there are fundamental cryptocurrencies that he can be people can be investing in yeah but i want to add something to that real quick so he tweeted time for crypto when Bitcoin is back above 20K, right? And we said there is not enough volume, but green candles everywhere right now. I mean, just one candle and everybody's super bullish again. So what if this is just to get a little bit of liquidity into the market again so they can exit? Because uh, something interesting happened here in Germany, inside trading. I mean, in this case, I mean, people like business owners were selling their stocks in Germany. And th this, this was interesting because usually in a bear market right now they would buy more but they're dumping their stocks like what's happening so that's why i personally believe kind of believe like bitcoin is going to go a little lower but it could be that they just mess with us uh, with our emotions that we feel like wow like kramer said it's time for crypto let's buy again the bottom is in but you know maybe it's just um they want that uh, excellent liquidity who knows Yes, and we had a comment here from Ryan D., one of our listeners, talking about how he thinks this bear market, well, in his gut, he feels it's different, and I totally agree. One of the things that we can talk about right now is the fact that this bear market, nobody's questioning whether crypto is going to be wiped out, and if you are, you're uneducated because clearly it's being mass adopted not only by governments but by large institutions around the world, and I really think we're only going to see more and more of that. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to hear some quick comments here because we're talking about the real-world utility of cryptocurrencies as a whole. And one of the things that sticks out to me is the banking system. It's going through a process of evolution and digital assets. They're going to take center stage, whether it's central bank digital currencies or some of the currencies that we talk about every day on this channel, they're yet to be realized. They're yet to be used for what they were built for. And when we see that, we're going to see massive price appreciation. Maybe you can talk about how unique this bear market is opposed to 2017. I mean, that's what we've, we've been, I love it because everything we've been saying on this show, people are repeating all the big boys are repeating later. We've been telling everybody that this cycle is different. Now, I wasn't in the 2013 and 2017 and 2017 cycles, so I can't tell you uh, what happened there. But what I can tell you, I know for sure, is back then there was no discussion for everybody I talked to in the space that was there about regulation. Congress wasn't putting up bills. The, uh, there was none of that stuff going on. There was no real adoption. There was no real use cases. Ethereum didn't have 100 D apps working on it. DeFi wasn't real, right? None of that stuff was happening. Fast forward now to this time around, it is different. In my opinion, saying from day one, this is a different scenario. We are now moving into real world adoption here. And so, what now the interesting thing is that means the manipulations that happened in 2013 and 2017 that everybody calls them bull markets, I call them manipulations. Will they be allowed? Will they be able to be that strong again now that regulation is going to be in place? I don't know. That's what's going to be different. Rather than seeing a manipulation bull run, we're going to see what I call a utility bull run, real-world uses of ones that survive. So I think it's going to be different. 
I think everything you know and you learned from 2013 to 2017, take it, roll up in the ball, throw that song bitch away because it's going to be a different game because the elites never play the same game over and over because they're not going to let you learn it. So what is the game? I don't know. we got to but have an exit plan, have an exit plan, have an exit plan. That's the game. Know your real-world soft currencies. If you do your research and you like them, get into them and then put an exit plan in place so when you see them start to take off, don't sell more. Don't make the mistake I made with Amazon. But sell some. Go to at Get Merlin Crypto and you can sign up for a free 30-day trial so you have an exit plan to, to come with this upcoming uh, bull run. And I think one of the things that people forget about 2017 is just to continue to use XRP as an example. When XRP went to $3.68, it wasn't listed on any major exchanges. It wasn't on Coinbase. It wasn't on Binance. You couldn't buy it. People like us, I don't know how they were buying it. I'm, I heard people were using eBay to purchase XRP back in 2017 during that bull run. So very exciting. And it shows how much times have changed in this market and they're going to continue to accelerate. We have a massive update for you guys as we're reminding you that the Flare airdrop, well, that's going to be coming very soon. Flare is set to go live in July on the 11th. The testnet will be live, and this is going to add so much utility to XRP. If you participated in this snapshot, for each XRP you held on December in 2020, you were going to receive basically one Flare for each XRP token, and the first airdrop is going to take place in September of 2022. So once the audit of the token is... A token distribution contracts gets the green light. The Flare mainnet is due for launch in about one week, which would be July 9th. And the 15% Flare airdrop allocation will be made eight weeks from there. So sometime in September of 2022, we've been talking about this for so long. It actually gets me excited that we can share some great news with our listeners, not only about XRP, but about the Flare airdrop and the free money that they're going to be given. Coinbase will be allocating us our Flare. I know they kept our Spark token. There's been tons of conversations. They will be giving us our Flare. Mario, how do you feel about the real-world implementation of Flare and what it could do for DeFi on the XRPL? Yeah, so uh, uh, Coinbase, I think you 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 said it wrong by accident, but uh, yeah, they held Songbird, the Songbird oh. token. Yeah, the Spark token they will be distributing, so that's exciting. It, it is going to be like a slow distribution, so... We're not going to see like a, a huge, I mean, we're still going to see somewhat of a sell-off. People are going to take profits. It's just what happens. But the slow distribution is going to help the price stay a little bit more stable. But it's it's certainly like one, one year later. We started talking about this on the channel uh, with Coach JV literally one year ago. We made our first video talking about Flair. And then uh, it's been a whole year and, and and we're finally getting to see this to come out. So I haven't actually seen if this uh, if they did get the green light. Have you guys actually seen if whether they got the green light? Because it was supposed to have been on on Monday. So if they did get the green light, we should have the main net uh, one week after. So it should be it would be next week. So did you guys see anything? Yes, so I saw that we're waiting until the end of this week, Mario. I didn't see the news about Monday getting an update, but I did see by Friday we'll have an update and the and the test net will be launched a week after that. Because I saw a date of July 4th. That was when they were supposed to be getting the contract green light. But I haven't seen any update on that. But I'm just used to it. At this point, you know, it's been a whole year since the launch was supposed to happen. I get it. They've made uh, some advancements with, with Songbird. It makes sense. It's a testing ground. It totally makes sense to do that. Polkadot did the same thing with uh, with the Kasama network. So, but it's it's exciting. I'm finally glad to see that uh, people are going to get their airdrop that they've been anticipating. Now it's just going to be a matter of um, people are going to sell off or are they going to hold it? Um, I think that for me personally, I'll probably sell off a little bit. Um, as the price comes down, maybe I'll buy back in. It's just a strategy that works for me. So um, yeah, I'm curious to, to know what you guys will be doing. 
one of the things that catches my attention, Mario, is I actually totally forgot about the flare airdrop. I put it in the back burner. I didn't pay any attention to it. So to get this positive news that we will be getting 15% of our airdrop in September, it's going to be great for people like us and any of the XRP holders out there. But I'd love to hear from Selman. Selman, with your NFT project, you actually moved from Ethereum onto the XRPL. I bring it up every single time we talk. This is another example of why XRP is going to continue to take DeFi away from other projects and bring more liquidity into their ecosystem. How do you feel about this Flare airdrop and the real world use cases that Flare is going to provide? Um, I got to tell you, I'm so pissed off that it took us almost one and a half years until we finally get a clarity here. But I'm super bullish on Flare. And even last year, I mean, we've, we've been waiting for 18 months now. Damn. So it's it's going to be 20 months So uh, in September. So um, what I love about Flare is with Flare, XRP, L, I want to say XRPL is going to have like also a different a new kind of spirit, new spring feeling, of course, because you see back then when Flare came out and, uh, you know, was announced and all of a sudden you had that XRP SEC lawsuit case. All of a sudden you got even Vitaly uh, Buterin talking about XRP, right? Uh, trash talking, maybe. You see there is competition, of course, for them. But uh, what I believe is they're all also a little scared because XRP will take a lot of the market shares. And what I also really, really like about XRPL is that it's super slow. As I mean, in terms of development, it takes time. And this is why, why I love this. They're taking their time to build slowly. And imagine everyone tried to rush it and during the bull market, but they still... Did, did nothing basically very silently building XLS 20D update is going to come out in, you know, weeks or months, uh, then XLS 30 update. And you see in the bear market there, they take this time and after regulation, boom, you're going to see XRPL flare, all of that, all of a sudden, because they have a running and a running technology while you see Solana, for example, with all these technical issues all the time. Why? Because they try to bring it up during the greed, greed phase because they wanted to make money and they wanted to become pioneers. But it's not about being becoming a pioneer. It's about building slowly, methodically, and then boom, you come out. And during the bear market, I believe XRP is going to be one of the blockchains, not the only one that is going to, um, with Flare, with the whole ecosystem, uh, going to be uh, become the winners of the next bull run. I would love to hear from Johnny Crypto here. Johnny, we always talk about Cardano, but look at what XRP is doing. Definitely catches my attention. What sticks out to you? Um, anybody see the or hear of the story of the book called The Boy Who Cried Wolf? They just rewrote it. Rewrote it. It's called The Company That That Cried Flare Drop because, man, it's been it's just been one after another. So this thing started in April of last year since I remember hearing it. Then it was moved to July. Then it was moved to December. And it was moved back to July, and they just rug pulled it right now because they've been telling us July, and now it's September. So you know what? I ain't gonna believe it until I actually see it when it actually happens. I believe maybe finally we're getting closer, and it will happen this year. But I don't believe any of the dates until it actually happens at this point. And um, just make sure that you check the exchange you're on, and make sure the exchange, you know, call the exchange, send them a message, and ask them if they're gonna honor the flare drop. Um, if you own XRP, and by the way, you had to have owned your XRP way, way back in December of uh, I think 20, I think you had to own it before December 12th, 
Yeah, December 12th of 2020. That's when the snapshot was taken. So make sure if you did own it way back then, call your exchange, send them a message, say, hey, am I? are you guys going to honor the flare airdrop? If not, you're, you, then you're going to have to move it to uh, – actually, I don't even know if you could at this point. Maybe you have to move it to a uh, to a wallet, but I'm not even sure that matters. Awesome. Thank you, Johnny. And I want to remind our listeners, there's some amazing conversations going on in the live chat talking about the World Economic Forum. And I want to remind everyone, by 2030, you're going to own nothing and you're going to thank like this group it. right here. <laughs> if you guys are enjoying that content, show us some love and smash that like button. And of course, our listeners, well, they're going to be holding their assets all the way through to 2030. We do have a very brief update on the XRP sales of Jed McCaleb. Jed McCaleb has continued to sell 5 million XRP per day, and he should be totally out of his XRP bags by the end of next week. This is very exciting. Mario, I'd love to hear this news. How do you feel about this selling pressure going away from XRP? Yeah, I'm intrigued to see if it will actually cause anything in the price. It, uh, there's been a lot of speculation over, over the course of, of uh, Jed McCaleb dumping his XRP that it was actually creating stagnation to the price or, or selling pressure. I'm ex I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm of the opinion that because of I mean I know that correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've heard that he is dumping it on the open market. He is dumping it on exchanges, yep. so that could directly affect the price. I'm excited to see. I think that the 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 exciting thing for me is that we're seeing a lot of things come in at the same time. We're seeing Flare finally saying that they're coming out. We have the court case, which at this point we know that a, a, a resolution could happen at any point. And now you have this. So you have a lot of catalysts that really could be setting up XRP for upward price action. It's just that usually we tend to see the opposite happen. So I'm I'm being cautious about it. At this point, I have I already have my XRP investment. I'm keeping that on the side. I'm waiting for price appreciation. I'm not buying in at this point, but I am excited to see what's going to happen. Everyone is expecting price appreciation because of all these different catalysts, but let's see. I'll be watching it for sure. And for anybody who doesn't know, Jed McCaleb started off with 9.5 billion XRP in 2013 after he left Ripple and they had a settlement because he contributed to the building of the ledger. Well, now he's dumped almost all of that liquidity. So when we say 40 million and we say only 40 million, well, it's in comparison to the 9.5 billion that he started with. Selman, do you have any closing remarks on this tweet here? Hey, I, I was just dreaming. I was just thinking, dude, imagine you create, you build a business and it's, gonna run the whole world and you got xrp for free basically because you know you send yourself like a percentage and now you literally even with 40 million if you just huddled he could become an easy billionaire <laughs> and he's obviously a billionaire already but like wow if i have 40 million xrp right now i was just daydreaming for <laughs> for a moment but i believe you know um, that's selling pressure. Yes. Um, I'm really glad. I hope that he's selling all, all of that, but you know, if, if it keeps dumping, then, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit down and just wait, or are you going to take action and invest a little bit more? Because these guys, they know the value of XRP so that, so they're going to buy it back and, um, maybe not 40 million XRP, but he's definitely, I truly believe he's definitely going to buy some back, um, or, you know, these big guys are going to buy back when it dips to 20 cents or maybe below, who knows. But if it's going to come to that point where XRP is really below 20 cents, then what are you going to do? Ask yourself the question and take action. Selman, you brought up a fantastic point. Why is he selling XRP? He should be hodling. Well, he actually signed contracts that said he has to uh, he has to sell a certain amount every single day and be totally out of this by a certain date. So that's why you're seeing him dump exactly 5 million XRP Every single day, and in eight days, he will be totally out of XRP. That'll be a huge development 
for the entire network. But we have a very interesting video for you guys today. In the 1990s, people were already talking about how the internet was going to need a native currency in order to transfer value. That's exactly what we brought to you here. In the 1990s, Milton Friedman was talking about the real-world application of the internet and how it's going to change every single industry that exists today. We'll let this clip play and get some comments from the group. The internet is going to be one of the major forces for reducing the role of government. The one thing that's missing, but that will soon be developed, is the reliable e-cash, a method whereby on the internet you can transfer funds from A to B without A knowing B or B knowing A. The way in which I can take a $20 bill and hand it over to you, then there's no record of where it came from. And you, you may get that without knowing who I am. That kind of thing will develop on the internet and that will make it even easier for people to use the internet. Of course, it has its negative side. It means that uh, the gangsters, the people who are engaged in illegal transactions will also have an easier way to carry on their business. Speaking of gangsters, I think it's only fitting we start off with Johnny Crypto here because he talks about how dollars can't be tracked and eventually we're going to have a cryptocurrency that affects the internet in the exact same way. People talk about Bitcoin possibly being that decentralized currency that's not able to be tracked. Anybody who knows Bitcoin knows that's a fallacy. But what catches your attention here? The fact that in the 1990s, Johnny, they were planning for internet money. No surprise. No, zero surprise. Guys, technology takes 30, 40, 50 years to develop. We had computers in the 50s, 1950s, but we didn't get a physical one. We didn't. So we had like one big supercomputer back in the 1950s. But we didn't see computers until the Commodore VIC-20 came out like in the 1980s, right, 30 years later. So they have been working on cryptocurrency technologies, I think, as far back as the 80s. So for him to say it in the 90s, all it tells you is he's connected. You know, he knows what's going on, and he knew they were working on the technology at the time. He also knew it was way ahead of its time, and it wasn't ready yet. Um, but that's how technology works. So for me, because I'm in technology – nothing surprising here at all. It makes total sense to me. Yes. Thank you, Johnny. And if you're in the mood, why don't you run over to that ice cream truck and grab yourself something on me this morning? I'll make sure to Venmo you, but I do want to hear from Selman here. Cause we know that David Venmo. It's XRP, man. We're talking about how no, digital. No, 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 no. Oh, I, don't give, I don't give away my XRP. Come on, man. It has to be dollars. It has to be Send dollars. But when we dollars. talk about, when we talk about cryptocurrencies, we talk about David Schwartz very often. Tony Edwards, we have a guest coming on tomorrow. He interviewed Brad Garlinghouse. He's interviewed David Schwartz. But David Schwartz filed the first cryptocurrency patent in the United States in 1988. So we know that they've been developing this quote-unquote internet money for 30, 40 years now. Someone, why don't you take us home here and give us some closing remarks on the fact that even in the 1990s and late 1980s, they were planning on internet money. He brought it up with gangsters, but imagine it's just like a percentage of the whole money, all the, the basically like the whole business that's running in the whole world. So it's just, you know, it's just manipulation. They tell you right now, Bitcoin is used for money laundering. So it's all, we know it's all like fake, fake news. Um, you know, you will have it in all kinds of uh, areas, like industries of good people and bad people, but the good people outweigh. So that's why that's one point where I'm like, wow, like in the nineties, they were talking about that. And uh, imagine what they're, designing right now for the next 30 years 40 years right that's that's interesting so that's why i feel like um even in the 90s we talked about blockchain technology we brought it up once on the show 
some professors were talking about in the 90s. So uh, Satoshi wasn't the first guy who invented blockchain technology, but he introduced us to Bitcoin, which is nice. So yeah, internet money is coming, CBDCs. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter of time. People don't, unfortunately, people around me, when I tell them, they're like, kind of understand it now. But during the pandemic, when I told them, they were like, dude, uh, it's not going to happen. I love my, uh, my cash, you know, it's physical money. But nope, the world we live in is different now. Technology is evolving and people will eventually use digital money. So that's why the, the, the um, you know, the importance of cryptocurrencies will be much bigger in the future. That's why we're in invested right now. And that's truly, that's the reason why I believe, you know, we're going to make it in a couple of years. Damn, like the wealth accumulation is going to be insane. And one of the things that's exciting about being in a speculative market is that the markets are more volatile and that works in both directions. We're going to get amazing bull runs and we're going to get crazy bearish catalysts, but that's what's exciting about cryptocurrency and that volatility. It's one of the reasons that many of our listeners are going to create the generational wealth and freedom that we talk about every single day. And Bank of America, they realize exactly what we're talking about. Bank of America sees an enormous decline in crypto users, but we're going to break down what this actually means for the market because it's very different from what you might think. Bank of America has recorded more than a 50% drop in usage, according to its data published in its most recent report. The number of customers within the cryptocurrency exposure have declined to less than 500,000 people back in May. In November, during our bull run, it topped more than 1, 1 million active crypto users within the industry. The most recent piece of data highlights the worsening sentiment within the industry, which was caused by a sharpening decline in the markets. They stated that the collapse of Tether is one of the leading reasons that so many people are exiting this market and feel there's more uncertainty than ever. Bank of America is yet to dip its toes into cryptocurrencies, although they do own the most cryptocurrency patents in the blockchain space. What this article right here tells me is that many of the short-term players who were here to get quick cash and make quick money, they're leaving. And what's exciting is that when they leave, the assets drop in prices and people like us who are willing to stick around and are playing the long-term game, we're buying these things at a massive discount. And that's what gets me excited here. Mario, I'd love to hear from you. 50% of crypto users have exited the market. What does that tell you about where we are today? Well, it's normal. I mean, it's normal to see this happening considering how the media kind of portrays crypto. And, you know, we showed it at the beginning of the episode with Jim Cramer. You know, people listen. It more people than what we can what we think actually listen to these people and take what they say like as actual financial and investment advice and if you got somebody on on tv that you look up to and you think that they are the almighty of of investing and they're telling you that cryptocurrency has no fundamental backing and that it's going to go to zero then you're going to make adjustments to your portfolio so the hype is gone. Um, we don't have we don't have any hype within the crypto market. We've seen a lot of people get completely wrecked because they bought the tops uh, during last year. They're dramatically down in some cases like Luna. Your money is all gone. And if you had money in Celsius, well, you can't get to it. So not only you have people listening to, to the media, you also have people that had bad experiences. You, had, you have people that are probably not going to get back into crypto anytime soon because of that bad experience. So it's going to take some time for the sentiment to change. It's going to take some time for people to, uh, to really see the fundamentals for what they are. So it, it's, I'm not surprised to see those numbers. Selman, and what sticks out to me here is not the fact that 500,000 500, people have left the market. It's the fact that 500,000 have stayed in the market even during these bearish times and continue to use and stack these products 
What do you think about this bear market in particular and the fact that we're experiencing all this opportunity, yet people like us, they're more scared than ever? You and I and Mario, Johnny Crypto, we all kind of feel also mad because of the uncertainty about like the uh, the stablecoin collapses, et cetera, right? Who was behind it? Now, conspiracy, of course, it was BlackRock and others. We don't know officially, but um, it's like, was it really planned by the government to make CBDCs look better and more attractive, right? And the, of course, that, that whole scenario really caused that cold bear market. I mean, we, we were going to see it anyway. Uh, look at the uh, stock market. It's all crashing, right? But like the 500,000 people that left because of the, the um, uncertainty about Tether, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I feel it. I feel it because it feels like this is just a wild west and you don't know what's going to happen but if you look at the other ones the other 500k just like you and me here involved they understood i truly believe they understood the value of cryptocurrencies they have seen what happened in 2019 they learned from people that were invested back in 2017 18 they went through the 2019 bear market the same scenario they said it was the same thing nothing has changed and People and Bitcoin Maxi I talked to last year. Uh, he started investing back in 2013. He told me one thing. He said, "Every year you're going to hear the same thing. Every bull run, this time it's different. It's all wrong. It's always the same. It goes up, it goes down. In a cold bear market, people leave. But he understood it. You and I, we all understood." the value of it, this is the time where you want to become super greedy and buy, but strategically, methodically, you want to, you know, um, invest. So that's why I'm like, um, I feel like, yeah, those 500K you mentioned, they understood, they understand the game. They are here long-term. Bitcoin, well, it's ready for a massive bull run, Johnny Crypto, and I got to hear from you. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, just just to, to there, I, I kind of slightly disagree there a little bit there, Selman, with you that. I don't think this time is the same. I know everybody said it was going to be different every time, but the reality is it is different this time. There is real regulation coming. There is real adoption coming. There is real ETFs and things coming in where I actually believe for this one time, it really is going to be different. And we don't know what that's going to mean because once there's regulation in place, it may be a little harder for these pump and dumps and, and schemes that, they, that, that were paid, played by the last two times them to happen again i've heard whales say in this market hey we used to be in control of it in 2013 2017 we weren't in control this year and i think in 2024 when we get the next one it's going to be even worse they're gonna have zero control it's gonna be fully manipulated and but regulated so i don't know what to expect i think it's going to be a different do i think we're going to have a bull market some utility yes is it going to be you know where everything goes and all these different nfts and i don't know it's going to be very interesting but i think it's going to be different Selman, so what, I'd love to hear your rebuttal there because I think it actually fits in perfectly to our traditional market cycle, the fact that we are reaching a relative market bottom right here, right now. And for any of our listeners watching on YouTube, you're seeing the chart that I'm showing. And one of the one of the indicators here is that we go into these parabolic stages as well as these extremely bearish stages. And we're just following that exact same sentiment here. What this tells me is that sometime around mid-2023, we're going to reach the bottom of this bear market or be coming out of this bear market. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if institutions and regulation were finally getting involved in crypto. Someone, I'd love to hear your rebuttal on what Johnny Crypto said about why this time. Well, it's exactly the same. 
Yep. I mean, there is one thing that um, I totally agree with. Check out w uh, when Bitcoin came out after the financial crisis, right? Financial crash. And uh, right after the Fed, right after the Fed started printing money. And um, so Bitcoin actually saw a full, you know, uh, bull market for the last 10 years with like these local dips, which is called like local bear markets. Yes. Short term bear markets, we could say. But right now we have that recession. Rate hikes are coming in and, you know, high inflation. Yes. This time it might be different on this. Yes. I truly uh, believe in that. But um, what I want to say is last year. People were saying Ethereum will hit 20K. Bitcoin will hit 100K. This is going to happen. This time it's different. Ethereum will never hit 2,000 again. It's going to stay above 2K. And guess what? All of them was wrong. That's what I mean by uh, when they say this time it's different. Don't listen to them. Anything is possible every time. Um, and yep, you're 100% right, Johnny. Regulation is going to come and um, the the manipulation of these assets is going to be way way harder for them but still you know maybe they can manipulate it another way but what i also realized is so many vcs are involved in crypto right now and they do exactly they their moves are exactly the same as you know in the stock market the way they um, work on you know with stocks they do the same thing here. When they sell their stocks, they sell their Bitcoins as well. So you see how we copy S&P 500. And that's why I feel like, you know, even after regulation, I don't really expect like a parabolic run as we used to because more money is coming in. But I feel like, check out Amazon, for example. Back in 2001 or two, it had these parabolic runs. But after that, the run for 20 years was always like straight. It was like a nice moving trend. Uh, and I feel like Bitcoin and many cryptocurrencies will do the same thing. But because we have like a small market cap, I feel like, uh, yes, you can still expect these nice pumps. But um, it's it's going to be where people want to park their 401ks because you, you won't see these crazy volatilities anymore. Because uh, after regulation, you'll see how institutions coming in and it's going to be settle. You're going to have a very solid asset class, uh, not volatile anymore, um, I believe. So, yeah. 100%. Uh, I agree with you. And um, um, yeah, no one knows what's going to happen. So that's why I'm uh, also happy that no one knows what's going to happen because uh, let's surprise. Let's surprise us. And here's the thing that I wanted to add with, with regards to those, to those charts that we keep seeing is that I got caught up in, in last year, I got caught up in, in History is going to repeat itself. We're going to have a, a complete altcoin season. We're going to see all altcoins run. And what I want to get with this is that um, we are living unprecedented times. We are seeing record levels of money printing. We're seeing record levels of inflation worldwide. So for that reason, I don't think things will repeat exactly the same way that they've repeated in the past, just because we've got so many new variables at play. Now we do have other things like that that could help the crypto market and and uh, help with the adoption of the crypto market, which is as Johnny Crypto was talking about the the regulation. If we get clarity, that could bring in a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people that now feel safe in investing in crypto. But I just think there's so many different things going on. I'm expecting for something different for me personally. I'm not really paying attention too much at those charts personally because I don't want to set false expectations like I did last year. So I'm just taking things as they come. 
I'm analyzing data as it comes in and um, trying to expect what's going to happen tomorrow rather than expecting what's going to happen a year from now, just because there's so many different things happening that it, it becomes really hard for me at least. And I'm no expert, but for me, at least it, it, it's really difficult to really know what's going to be happening a year from now. And it's much easier to kind of figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. And one of the things that we can watch is what the major players are doing in this market, whether it's governments or institutions. And what we've seen behind the scenes from Bank of America, JP Morgan, Fidelity, BlackRock, every single one of those trillion dollar companies, they're entering the crypto space, whether it's patents, real, real world use cases of the technology, or just signing private contracts, getting ready to use this stuff. We could be three or four years away, but what gets me excited is that every single time somebody has entered this market and been willing to be here for four years, well, they've made massive profits. You can go check the price charts, whether it's an altcoin, whether it's Bitcoin, the opportunities are tremendous within this market and volatility and manipulation. Well, it's only frustrating when it goes in the wrong direction. If you were shorting these assets and they were manipulating this thing downward, you'd be a very happy investor. And when they manipulate this market upward, we're going to be very happy. Johnny Crypto, why don't you close this out for today? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the reality is we know that there's a, there's a long-term play here. We know that we're in the beginning of something special. And so you want to just do your research. You want to join a, you know, join a, a like-minded community or tribe where you can surround yourself around people where you can share ideas, not have to try to figure it out all on your own. But it's so much more helpful when you can have a group of people to talk to. So try, try to join the free academy. We have a link below to join it for free. And if you want to uh, level up, then you can actually sign up for the academy and you get access to all of us as well as Coach JV's portfolio. But to me, it's all about dollar cost averaging in at this point and not trying to find the bottom, guys. I don't know when the bottom is going to be. We kind of know one thing. There's only one point we know. December, uh, I'm sorry, uh, mid, you know, Q1, March, April, it's time frame of 2024 is the next Bitcoin having. And if you believe that all these trends are correct, all these bull markets tend to seem to happen on the having. That's the only thing we know is you want to be in before that date. When you get in, that's up to you. For me, I'm dollar cost averaging between now and then. So you got to spread your money out. You got to think about it. You don't want to go on any any one point, but try. I'm playing that. That's how I'm playing it. Abs that I've got till now, till maybe, maybe not even that that far because it may even start to happen before then because the big boys are going to know. But dollar cost averaging and the ones you like, don't get emotional attached to any one of these cryptocurrencies. Just get attached to the technology that you believe is real, and then you invest in it. And when it hits a price, you're having exit, you get the hell out. Don't stay into these things forever. Thank you, Johnny. And the last thing I want to remind our listeners is if you're looking for a day, you better be in this market before. Well, you better be in this market before March 10th of 2025, because that's when all of the central banks on planet Earth will be using ISO 20022, or as Mario says, 20,022, for actually sending value between one another. And this is what's so exciting. We're going to dive into that tomorrow with our special guest, Tony Edwards, but we're going to close it down for today the same way we always do by saying thank you to every single one of our guests. Thank you to the Node Defender. Thank you to Johnny K. And thank you to Selman G. Another amazing episode today. 189 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Drop kick your computer screen and hit that like button this morning. And it's like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go.